Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Muddy Cleats, episode nine. And with me in the studio is the new rowdy himself, Zach Herivo. Zach just came across from the Birmingham Legion, where he had two fantastic years with that USL championship team. Now he's in the Sunshine State, settling in as a rowdy. Zach, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm perfect. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on the show, Ryan. You know, moving down from one team to another team and coming down to the Sunshine State, what's it like been so far and how is it trying to integrate into a new team? It's definitely different. Um, I've integrated into new teams throughout my career, but uh, this, this transition is a bit different, especially going into an environment uh, with a lot of expectations. But this is something that I was looking for and something I'm excited to keep doing. You know, you said this was something you were looking forward to or excited to do. What exactly is that? I mean, is it um, a part of an organization that you had on the radar? What was it like? Why, why are you so excited to be here? Yeah, ever since I've been playing in the USL, um, even when I was in the MLS, Tampa has so much history behind it and the Rowdies. Um, and playing against them the past couple of years, uh, it was always a team that it's very difficult to, to, to play against. And everybody in the USL marks Tampa as one of the best teams in the league. So for me, it's always been a goal of mine to play amongst the best players um, in the league. And I think Tampa was a great place for me to, to, to do that and make myself grow as a player. Well, I can assure you the Rowdies would love to have you. Just took a peek at your stats. And I, I, I covered you a couple of times last season absolutely impressed with your style of play you are the N'Golo Kante of the USL Championship and that is a huge um, award if you will so Birmingham Legion last two seasons it really clicked Zach it really came kind of came together for you why is that confidence for me it's always it's always been a matter of confidence and opportunity I think uh, one thing I lacked in my career was just the amount of opportunities getting early on in my career and um, I, once I left San Antonio, I had an injury, uh, at San Antonio, I had to stop halfway through the season due to ankle surgery. Um, and going into Birmingham a place I was familiar with since I went on loan, uh, back in 2019, uh, familiar faces. And I kind of got comfortable and adapted to the team very quickly and I got healthy and confidence started pouring out of me and just having the opportunity and being healthy. To, to be on the field and, and show my abilities just helped me a lot. For those who are not familiar with N'Golo Kante, he's a disruptor, a box-to-box midfielder, someone who makes and shakes and makes things happen in the midfield. And just to give you a quick idea of what Zach did last season in Birmingham, 63 tackles led the team in tackling in midfield, 173 duels won. That's his second most on the team. Sorry, Zach, Marlon, be out on that one. <laughs> but it just shows what you can bring. And clearly, Coach Collins and the Rowdy staff had an eye for you. And they needed that ingredient with the Rowdies. That being said, coming into this Rowdy system, I know you only had like a day or two. Yeah. Can you kind of get an idea, a feel of what was said to you and what you want to do or what's required of you? Um, I've had a short conversation with Neil. Um, I'm... I'm sure we're going to have more conversations as the time goes on, but 
without being said, I, I know the expectations for the Rowdies is nothing short of competing for a championship. And that is what I want in this point in my career. And I want to, to be on the field for every game. I want to compete for a spot to be on the team sheet every single game. And uh, we haven't talked into depths of tactically and where, what positionally where, where he views me as much, but I'm sure we'll get into that. But I, I just know that he expects uh, a lot from me and I expect a lot from myself as well. I could give you one little snippet from Coach Collins, and this is from other players telling me there's one ingredient. He plays the first day of practice like it's the last practice before the playoff game. So that first practice, that every time you walk onto the pitch with your cleats on, the expectation in practice is the exact same expectation as if you're practicing for the playoff game the next week. So when that big moment does come around, it's like a walk in the park because you've been doing it for the last six months, which I think is an incredible ingredient. And just looking at the way you play and your career so far, I can only say I think it's going to be pretty familiar for you because you have that demeanor. Am I right? Did I get that impression? Yeah, yeah. I've always I've always been raised to play 100% every time I step on the field. So you never know when it's going to be the last opportunity for you to step on the field and then you never want to lose that. So um, for me, I've always been playing with the mentality of, of just winning every time I step on the field. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the way you were brought up because I've been itching to get to this. <laughs> Zach, you have an astonishing background. Let me tell you something. So you have citizenships for U.S., Haiti, and Japan. That means your passport folder is pretty thick and full in your drawer, okay? So you finally decided to play for Haiti. How did you come around to that decision? What influenced you? So so my dad's from Haiti, and uh, my mom's from Japan. I was born in Japan. Growing up, I always had no idea what national team I would represent. It was kind of never in the back of my mind. Um, I played, represented the youth U.S. national team at, at the, I think around the age of 15, 14. Um, and then wasn't getting really much, many call-ups after that uh, until I signed with the, with the Revolution. And Haiti reached out to me um, around when I was 17. And I thought it was just a good opportunity to be able to play at a, at a high level. Uh, learn more about Haiti, getting more in touch with my culture. And I took that opportunity and I represented the, the youth stages. And it was one of the best experiences of my life till today. And I, I fell in love with the country. I fell in love with the people. And I just couldn't pass up the opportunity of representing the, the first team. Well, one thing I know for sure while representing Haiti you found your way down in Buenos Aires yeah. to play against Argentina and Lionel Messi in La Bombonera in Buenos Aires. <laughs> Can you just take us through what it was like being down in that incredible stadium and playing against the great man himself? Yeah, it was, uh, it was honestly one of those nights that you, you always dream of. And it kind of felt so surreal at the moment. And Especially playing at such a historic stadium like the Bombonera, it was, it was just an. Honestly, I was speechless at the time. Um, I always tell this story because uh, my first touch of the ball, I gave it, I gave the ball away, and my dad asked me how what happened. Like you, you had so much time 
on the field and I was like, I don't think you understand like this, this type of atmosphere, you know, it's, and I was playing against to me, the greatest player of all time. And I, I got the ball and I just completely blacked out. I saw black. I couldn't see any of my teammates and I, and I gave the ball right away. Um, but after that, the game settled and I just enjoyed the moment and, and took that experience and, and took so much away from it and being able to do that at that age was just a true blessing for me. So you said the nerves got the better of you. I mean, what was your crowd like? I mean, what was that sort of, was it like really energetic? What was it like? Yeah, it was uh, sold out. Um, and the whole time they were just ch- chanting Messi. They are just chanting Messi, Messi. The whole time they did not care about any other Argentinian <laughs> player. They just cared about Messi. And, uh, it was right before the World Cup, so as we were walking yeah. out, the fans would scream at us and asking us to please not hurt Messi. Anybody else okay, but please don't hurt Messi. <laughs> don't, yeah. We uh, need this guy. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, and it was true. The coach, even our coach before the game, was just like, be careful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he means everything to them, and the you couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear my teammates. It was just a different type of atmosphere. Um and Messi ended up scoring a hat trick that game, so it's it was it was kind of crazy. Okay, going forward, national team, you got called up for one of the Gold Cup squads. I think it was in twenty nineteen. Yeah. What was that like? Like playing with the team, training with the team. What was your national experience like? I think you have over double digit in caps for for Haiti, both at the youth level and the over over nineteen, over twenty three level the national team level, what's it like playing at that level and what's it meant for you? That that group with the Haitian national team that we have is, is such a close-knit group and um, we have guys from all over the world um, representing Haiti and it's, it meant everything to me, um, especially that run we had in 2019, the Gold Cup. The, the joy we were, we were able to bring to the country is something that... Uh, I really can't explain in words, uh, and especially with uh, the situation Haiti's in and the third world country that they are, and all the the unlucky situations um, they have been experiencing. To be able to bring joy to that country, I honestly have has brought me so much happiness and joy. Um, and that group that we had is is, is super special, and the the experience that we were able to have by competing against Argentina, Japan, Chile, all those teams to prepare for the big stage um, set us up very well. And I think, I think we did a good job and hopefully we can keep doing that moving forward. So it's, it's a really special group and something that I learn a lot from and take to my, to my club career and, and try to do my best on that side as well. You know, your dad, of course, played for the Haitian national team, what was he like as a footballer? What position? So he played striker. Um, he was in the youth squads. Um, he was a striker. He was just an hour and out nine uh, downhill runner. Um, great finisher. He's definitely not the type of player I am. So we have definitely different qualities. Um, he sees the game different from what I do. So we definitely bumped heads growing up on that. And um, he wanted me to play as a, as have a striker's mentality in the midfield. And we kind of went back and forth. I'm like, that's not possible. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he was a, he was a nine and, and 
I kind of I started my youth career as the nine, and then I went backwards as the years went on. Yeah, I think you did go backwards, Zach. You had 21 shots last year, and you had one goal, so you did play a bit backwards in regards to that. <laughs> it's for the better. It worked out that way. <laughs> but what you bring to the bring to the team? I mean, 22 chances created after disrupting so many plays in um, in Birmingham. That is something special. It is a quality of the modern game that is something it's invaluable to a team. So I, yeah, I make a joke about your your shooting percentage, but I'm gonna tell you what you bring to the table is something every coach wants. So just to to let you know that. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, you talk about playing against Japan. I believe your score was three three. Yep. Did the game play in Japan? Was it in North America? Where was the game played? It was in Japan and Yokohama. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was that like? It was incredible. That's probably my favorite game of my career. Um, just because, you know, it's Haiti. I was representing Haiti and I was born in Japan. My mom's Japanese. And not, not many people know this story either. My, my grandfather who passed from cancer, he uh, was never able to watch a soccer game of mine. And I've always told him that one day I'll play in Japan for him. And luckily, um, that game came up and he was in the hospital with my aunt and he was able to watch that game from the hospital bed and watch me play the whole 90 and we ended up tying that game 3-3 and then a couple of days later he ended up passing away. Um, so like that, that whole experience for me was just something that I've kept closely to me and something that I'm, I'm super proud of and happy uh, brings a lot of happy memories for me. So that whole experience, that whole atmosphere, being able to play against the the guys that I idolized, um, like Kagawa and Nagatomo growing up, it's it was uh, real special for me. Wow. You know, your grandfather, I'm sorry to hear, hear, hear about his passing and that story, but I do know you're related to Naomi Osaka. Is that through your grandfather? Yeah. Well, so everybody, it's on Wikipedia and stuff like the internet that asks she's my cousin. So she's not directly my cousin. Okay. Um, we are not blood related. Um, but okay. my my dad and her dad uh, are very close friends because they were in Japan at the same time. And they were together and they were best friends in Japan. So there's till this day, they communicate on a regular day basis. Um, and we're just very close family friends. Just to let everyone know, Naomi Osaka is the famous tennis star. She won Wimbledon, I think it was a year or two ago, and is uh, one of the, not only the upcoming, but one of the stars on the tennis circuit. So, Zach, talking about your USL career, you had two stints in San Antonio. How come they were so short? One was an injury, yeah, and the other one was just like a loan move? How come? Yeah, one was a loan move, um... It was the earlier stages in my career, uh, probably I think my second or second year at New England. And uh, at that point in my career, uh, I think I wanted to fight for a first team spot at New England. And I was, I went to San Antonio for a few games, but my decision was to, to fight for a first team spot at New England. So I ended up going back after the short term loan. No, I think it was before the loan to San Antonio, you had your debut for New England. And it was a U.S. Open Cup game yeah. against Charlotte. I think you had like 
three minutes. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the nerves running into La Bombonera. What was your nerves like running out on the pitch, getting your professional debut in a U.S. Open Cup game? It was it was uh, an amazing feeling for me uh, to have my family and friends there. Um, and it was that game was to play at Harvard Stadium, so somewhere I was grew up playing, and uh, it was something that I hold closely to my heart because as a kid you work so hard for these moments and you kind of forget to cherish those moments and you kind of think it's normal to for it to happen um, and that's something I'm really thankful for and it was just an amazing experience and after that feeling I was just addicted to it and I, I wanted it so much more. So what the, the feeling like that you ran on the field, you had three or four minutes to play. Was it one of those instances where you just kind of ran around in circles? You had no idea where the ball was, but you had so much nervous energy that you just ran through a wall? Yeah, it's basically like that. It was, <laughs> it, imagine me with all the energy I play with now times 100. Um, and it was That's kind scary. of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was kind of running everywhere like a headless chicken, just trying to impact the game as much as possible, but I was probably doing the complete opposite. Um, but it was just one of those to just get all that energy out of me and just uh, just enjoy that experience. You know, being born in Japan, how old were you when you left Japan? How long did you stay in Japan? And how long? How old were you when you came across, whether it was the U.S. or Haiti, wherever did you did you come from or go to from Japan? So I was born in Osaka, Japan, and. Uh, I moved over to Boston when I was four years old, and I grew up there, and uh, and then I signed my first home, my homegrown deal, and I've been in Boston and just moving around. I haven't moved since my career really started. Wow, that's a lot of winters to spend up in Boston. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly, a lot of snow. <laughs> I escaped just in time, though. Okay, are you a Red Sox or a Celtic fan? Yeah, I I am into well. Growing up in Boston, you're definitely spoiled. You win a lot of championships. Sure. Uh, yes. But I do support the Boston teams. I'm not a diehard Boston fan, as, as many Boston people are. Um, sure. But, yeah, I do, I do support those teams. Well said. You, you, you handled that question very, very smartly. Just to let you know, coming down into the Sunshine State with the Rays <laughs> and the Bucks, you handled that question superbly, I got to tell you. <laughs> All right, so Rowdy's talk. You, you came in. Um, how long have you been into in Florida now? How long have you been in the Tampa area? Two days now. Two days. Yeah. Are you enjoying the weather? Yeah. Yes, that is something that's spectacular. A lot, yeah. and they're telling me it's not. This is kind of cold to them, so it's kind of scaring me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming from New England, I'm sure that's pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> this is cold. Um, so going into practice. Have you had a session so far? Yeah, we had a session, a group session uh, with about like 14 guys yesterday, yesterday morning. Um, and I got to meet a bunch of them and they all seem like a bunch of great guys. It's definitely an older locker room than I'm more experience, experienced with, uh, which is which is good for me. Um, and you can just tell the atmosphere and just the energy in the locker room is different. Um, and you could tell that I'm you're surrounded by a bunch of winners in that locker room, and I'm excited to to meet all of them. Anyone that you played with 
on this roadies roster in the past? So the new guys that I played with were JJ, JJ Williams and Freddie Kleeman. I played with both of them in uh, Birmingham. Freddie was my roommate before, prior to his injury wow, in okay. Birmingham. I played with Guillen in the homegrown game back in like 2016. So okay. we talked about that yesterday. It was pretty funny. Um, but other than that, no, I think that's it. That's it. You know, having someone like JJ and Freddie coming in to the locker room, does that make integrating easier? I mean, you have someone you can share a joke with, something in the past that you, you guys encountered that you can bring back to the light now. Does it make it easier to integrate? Yeah, it definitely definitely makes it easier. It definitely makes it more comfortable um, to to having somebody that you can uh, you hold a relationship with. Um, going into a new environment. Um, it's always, it's still, it's not easy to make that transition to a new club. Um, but having familiar faces definitely helps that transition a lot more. What can we expect from JJ Williams as the number nine for the roadies? Big things. Um, I'm, I'm hoping big things for him. I know he's waiting to have that breakout season. Um, and he's, he's, he's a really motivated, motivated human being amazing person and he's a hungry player and he's a great finisher um can finish with both feet he's very strong in the air and he's uh just determined to to show his worth and i think you're gonna see a very hungry hungry jj this year and he's has something to prove and i think you're gonna see that along with his play this year don't tell jj this though but he's following up the footsteps of one of the all-time leading scorers of usl history and see if i quit don't tell him i said anything okay just not much pressure keep, not much pressure. keep it between you and i just don't say a word <laughs> <laughs> um for you expectations coming into this season what do you want to bring to this team and did they give you an idea of what they would like from you yeah uh he's Coach Neil has expressed that he loves the qualities that I bring, which were some of the things that you've mentioned, the being able to break up plays, covering a lot of ground, um, just disrupting disrupting the flow of the game of the other team and just bringing a lot of quality with the with the play that I that I have and the abilities that I have. Um, he's expressed that I can play multiple positions and and hopefully uh, it brings more out of me. Um, and that's something that I is very important for me to be able to be versatile and be able to play multiple positions, uh, be able to be comfortable in positions that I might not be comfortable in, and just seeing the game in all different aspects, so so I can grow grow my abilities further than I, further than it is today. And for me, it's just just raising the level of everybody around me. That's something that is very important to me. Uh, if it's not based on the goals or the assists, I just want to raise everybody's level around me and help the team grow. Um, and I think that's very important for a team that is competing for a championship. Now you're speaking coach's language when you say versatility. He loves nothing better. Now, if you're not playing center midfield, yeah, what's an alternative, alternative position for you? I played center back. I played uh, a good amount of center back uh, in my career, um, especially for me, it's transitioning from center mid to to center back. The game I see the game a lot slower and easier. 
Okay. Um, okay. And Tampa has played three back. I know uh, Coach Neal wants to be unpredictable and and play in different types of systems as well. Um, so I'm mentally just prepared to to be ready wherever he wants to try me and wherever he wants to put me. Um, just as I've never complained. Well, as younger me, always complained of playing center back. And <laughs> like, you know what? You got to stop complaining. You just got to be happy that you're on the field. Uh, yes, yes. And I've learned that throughout my career. And I, I've learned that being able to play multiple positions is so valuable. And I've, I've carried that on my shoulders. Yeah, you know, I hope the, the, the younger generation can hear this, that to be a footballer, as they say, I mean, you really have to play all the positions you can at, at a very young age, yep. get a good feel for who you are, and then you start to specialize eventually. But it's really important to be able to play one, two, or three areas of the field. I mean, it just helps the team. It's such a team sport to begin right. with, and it helps the team so much if you can plug gaps or affect the game in right. this area of the field as compared to another area of the field. So I really hope other um, kids coming in to the game and listening to this podcast or however many other podcasts, please understand, try to play as many positions as you can. Now, talking about positions, when it comes to, I see you, you haven't played a game for the Rowdies, so it completely takes all of your teammates off of the, off of the list. In your career, your USL career, yeah. who is the best player you played against? Wow. The best player that I've played against? Wow, that's a tough question. Is it is it one that like you came off the field and you're in the dress room like shaking your like wow that guy just completely tore us up? Usually the 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 guy that caused me the most problems because I played against Louisville a lot in my career, and it was Brian Ombi. He caused a lot of problems for me. He when I was at New England, um, playing against him in Open Cup, my lone time at uh, at uh, at Birmingham, the first round, he was just constantly getting behind our, our defenders and just quick, yeah, very, very, he very quick. And he was somebody that came out to feel like this guy can play in a higher level. I don't know what he's, what, what the scouts seeing, yeah. but he, he caused a lot of yeah. problems. And, and in Tampa, somebody who I've always thought is very intelligent and, and plays the game in a beautiful way. was Ekra. I always thought he, uh, had, a great eye for the spacing around the field and, and knowing how to use his body uh, very well. And he was, since I play in the midfield, he was somebody that I always had to check my shoulders to, to, to defend. Well, just like you, Jan has international pedigree. He played for France, I believe, U19 or U20. And his, his roommate, and I see this all the time on the broadcast, people are frustrated, I'm sure. But his roommate... Is um, was Karim Benzema. Really? So wow. Benz was his roommate. So he really played at a high level. And I think he brought all of those experiences um, into the USL. So playing with the Rowdies, which I've seen in the last three years, he knows where to go with the ball. He just knows where the space is. So it looks as though he's playing at a lower gear, a slower gear, 
But because he knows where, where the space is to go, he does, He never really seems like he's in a hurry. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That, and I think that he always feels looks comfortable when you shouldn't yeah. be comfortable. Um, and he's while everybody's running. Yeah, exactly. While everyone is running their liver strings out trying to get into this open space, he's like, well, the space is right here. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just kind of walk over into this area. This yeah, yeah exactly. To be, so. Yeah, he does that very well, so... Um, I got to, to meet him yesterday and he's, he seems like a really good guy too. Um, you're going to probably play alongside, if you are playing in the midfield, Lewis Hilton. So Lewis is one of those players who can ping any pass there is on the field. Highly intelligent. I'm a big fan of Lewis Hilton. I, have you ever played with a player alongside you who is like a supreme ball handler, excellent passer, Anybody you can think of in the last couple of years? Uh, probably, yeah, probably the best ball passer I've played with in my career. And he's Daigo Kobayashi. Um, he, mm, he, yeah, he was with me at New England, and he was with me at Birmingham as well. And his technique was uh, unbelievable, unbelievable, the best I've ever seen in my in my whole career in my life. So, um, but I've definitely I've played against Lewis uh, a bunch of times, and even in the days that he was at St. Louis. Um, yeah. And yeah, he brings a lot of quality. He is very good at spraying the ball, moving the ball around and dictating the tempo of the game. And uh, he has a really, really nice flow to his game. And and I'm excited, excited to, to train and, and hopefully get the chance to play next to him too. You know, we just talked about Yannick Rowe and his vision for where the game is going, where these spaces are. What was it like playing with Enzo Martinez? Enzo, Enzo, is it, is it, very, he's a very intelligent player. He is. He is very, very He bright. just has such a good smell for the game, and he knows where the ball is going to end up, and he just is in the right spots at the right time. And he's a very much direct-minded player. Um, he loves to score goals. He loves to get assists, and... And he does that very well. And at the same time, he's a hard worker. And when you have a guy like that with that much quality working hard, it makes the game so much easier for you. And he was one of those guys that was just very easy to play with. I, I only got playing for one year, but it felt like I played with him for, for much longer than that. So um, it was... You know, I, I, have a, I have a bone to pick with Enzo and Marlon and all the guys up top with Birmingham <laughs> on your behalf. With the amount of plays that you broke up, you created 22 chances. You, ch- 22, ch- 22 chances created last season. You had one assist. Can somebody please finish off one of your passes, please? Hey, we used to have that joke in the, in the locker room all the time. Like, I was like, you guys are ruining my stats, bro. <laughs> These guys get in and get all the stats they don't want to give me. Yeah. But we used to have that I, well, all tell the time. I'd tell you what, you have, you have some guys up there, JJ Williams, I'm sure, who'll be craving to get on the end of, of one of your passes. But you, um, you have Leo Fernandez, who is the MVP of the of USL. Have you gotten a chance to meet Leo's yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. I have to talk to him because the last time we played him, but he, they did a one-two around me um, and he scored the outside <laughs> of the foot. So I got to talk to him about that. Uh, yeah, but... that, that was special. That goal was, I think, one of the goals of the year last year for, in the USL. But that's one person I think that uh, would really benefit from your play. I, I think the the work that you do and your ability to still have accurate passes, 
into the feet of players. I think Leo Fernandez is really going to blossom with you playing behind him. And I think if you guys can create a bit of a partnership like that, I really, really think it'll be something special and something we look forward to. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to play with uh, a player with that much quality. Um, like I said, even that play after after they they scored on us on after the game, I was talking about it with a few of my teammates. I was like, that's a, that's one of those goals you don't really see often in this league. It's a, yeah. it's, it was something that surprised me a lot and, and which I appreciate, I appreciate uh, so much quality in a beautiful part of the game. And that was one of those beautiful goals and I appreciated it. And I watched it back many times to see what I could have done differently. And there wasn't many things because it was, it was just that good. And, I'm excited to to be able to to share the field with him and hopefully um, I can help him evolve his game as well. All right, so moving away from USL, we're talking about national teams, we're talking about all-time players, we're talking about players you looked up as when you were younger. Anyone that stood out to you that this is my favorite player of all time? My favorite player of all time? Well... Growing up, since I had the long hair, everybody called me Ronaldinho. Um, wow. Nice. Um, my play was definitely not nearly as good as him, but he was definitely somebody that made me fall in love with the game. Um, and he played the game with so played. much grace and joy and just... Talk about beautiful. I mean, the, the footwork, the passing, the whole package, yeah. and then he played with the biggest smile on his exactly, face. Exactly, exactly. It was... Yeah. It was just incredible. Um, he just made the game look so easy and so fun that just watching it brought me so much joy. Until this day, I anytime I'm on social media and scrolling across anything with Ronaldinho, I will always stop, stop and look at it. Um, and him and him and probably Zidane were my just my favorite favorites to watch. Zizou, yeah. Zizou, amazing. Unbelievable. You know, you talk. You mentioned. I forgot to ask you this question. You mentioned playing against Messi. Any run-ins during the game? Any sort of yeah I'm, duels there? So he played right behind me. Um, it's funny. Like he just roams around the field. He just literally walks around the field. And every time Mascherano got the ball, Mascherano would find his feet every single time, and Messi really? would just stand behind me or. Just stand there, and as soon as Mascherano got the ball, that's when he takes Messi takes two steps to get open that passing lane, and he just receives it, and he is just either clipping along to Di Maria, or just driving into the space, and it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, the the level of IQ and that game speed, the knowledge of the game was just, it was just different. Um, but yeah, I got I got into a, a few tackles with them. Um, I, l- I luckily poked the ball away from him one time, so I'll, I'll definitely keep nice. that with me. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, he, he sco- ended up scoring three goals that game, so it's not... It's not- well, that's not too bad, Zach. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When it's him, it's not too bad. It could have been worse, for sure. It could have been worse. You know, going... But you talk about experiences. You had one of the best experiences going down there playing in one of the greatest environments that the world can offer in a, in a football match. What was it like from the, the, the team and you going back into the locker room, conversing, sharing, 
what just happened, what you saw, what you experienced. What was it like? It was, you know, usually after a loss, after a game, it's, it's usually a lot of frustration. But guys understood the opportunity that we had. It was a bunch of new, it was during the rebuilding phase for the national team for Haiti. And guys from Haiti come from absolutely nothing. Um, and for them to have that opportunity at that stage is something that everybody was just extremely thankful for. And it was an emotional day for a lot of the guys because, you know, they guys from Haiti sometimes don't know where their next meal is coming from. And being able to have that opportunity was just a dream come true. And to be able to share it with those guys in the locker room, our memories that we talk about to this day, and we, continue, we will continue doing that. Um, because this career is so short and being able to have opportunities like that, um, we have to understand that it's a, it's a real blessing for all of us. And um, it was something that we all enjoyed and talked about after the game and joked about. Because um, there's one play that Messi drew between two of our players when our players end up colliding and they both end up on the crowd. And we were just joking about that for for a bunch of the time, but um, it was a it was an amazing moment for us to be able to share that on the field. You know, this season, the expectations from the club, the expectations from yourself. If you and I are having a conversation at the end of the season, what would be the perfect scenario for you? For me, um, for me, it's I know that I want to be on the field every single game, and I want to win every single game. And if we end up with that trophy at the end of the year, then I know that everybody on the team, and obviously including me, would have a great season. And um, my goal is always going to be to win every time I step on the field. And if we end up lifting that trophy, that means I did my job. So here I want to I want to become to an environment that allows me to grow, not just through, not just with the opportunity of winning a trophy, but to grow every time I step on the field. And I feel like Coach Neal is somebody that has so much experience with his play, and some someone has so much knowledge, and someone I can learn so much from, and that I've been missing from my career, and. And at the end of the season, if, if we're lifting that trophy, you know, talk to you about that, then I know that I've done my job and, and good things are coming. So, Fantastic. Zach, this has been an absolute pleasure. I can tell you what, I'm speaking on behalf of Rowdy's fans. Rowdy's have played against Zach Harivo for the last three or four seasons when you were moving around, when you are in Birmingham. We can't wait to see you in the green and yellow shirts and playing for the Rowdies. It's going to be something special for all of us, hopefully for you as well. How can the fans connect with you on Twitter? Do you have a Twitter handle or page? Yeah, I have a Twitter and Instagram. Um, my uh, at is Z Haribo, my last name, and then 100. At Z Haribo, 100. Yep. Perfect. Zach, this is a real pleasure. I hope we have more conversations again, maybe during the season, at the end of the season, whenever you're ready to jump back on. 
but we can't wait to see out there. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited as well. I'm always open to to hopping back on the show. It's a pleasure. Thank you for thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.